Hey, everybody, we want to welcome you to the KTF Podcast. I'm Pastor Shannon Williams. I'm one of your hosts for this lovely evening that we're having right now. Uh, we do have with us uh, the wonderful B. Mizzle with us in the house. What up, America? And we got PBJ. What's happening? All right. So uh, we've got an awesome time for you tonight. We want you to do something for us. Uh, go to ktfpodcast.com right after this. If you would, please, and go to all your platforms that you're on and subscribe. Also, hit like and share. That is very helpful as we do not take any money for these podcasts. We are not being supported in any way. We do this absolutely free. Yep. Isn't that right? That's right. How much did you get paid for being here? Um, Big fat nothing. What? Checks in the mail. Did you get some Skittles or something? Maybe we got some Skittles. No, we, we left the candy at the house today. Oh, no. Well, yeah. we'll have to make it up to you. All right, but we got an awesome, awesome time. Listen, you want to block out just a few minutes just to be with us because we have a, a subject that I believe that you're going to want to listen and even put your two cents in. So as you're watching this, you can comment. actually comment on here. Please do. Where you're watching from, uh, your name, and... What you think about what we're talking about because it's it's going to be riveting today. We got right. scripture, we got monologue. Uh, we're going to throw some stuff in there. We're going to see what happens. We're going to be talking about does gain mean godliness? Mm. Does gain mean godliness? What you say? Well, I don't really know what that means. Okay, just because you are gaining stuff, does that mean you're more godly? Mm. Does that mean you have more money? Does that mean you're more godly? If you have more followers online, does that mean you're more godly? Come on, say that. Come on. So if you are gaining all kind of things here in the world, does that mean you're more of a godly person? And so we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to be mentioning, we're going to bring up the prosperity gospel. We're also going to be talking about, uh, what's the other one? The poverty gospel, poverty. the opposite of that. Yep. And so we're going to bring up some scriptures. And I believe we're going to have a good time this evening. What do you think? Praise yeah. God. All right. Uh, B. Mizzle, start us off. Start us off. We want to talk about we're going to bring up the word of God because we always defend the faith and we stand for truth. The word of God is the truth. All right. Well, let me start with my first scripture I got here. Uh, Malachi 3.10 says this. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse that you may have meat in mine house. And prove me now wherewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that you will not have room enough to receive it. All right. So that's the That's the, a well quoted scripture that's, that's when it one. comes to giving. If yes. you if you're familiar in the body of Christ, you've probably heard that one before. That's right. You know, we it's a subject that's touchy, the you know, tithing. How much do you give to the church? Um you know, uh, what's your sowing going to be like? You know, I learned a long time ago. Um, if it's good ground, if it's a good ministry, sow into it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and you sow, you know, you could sow whatever you want to, your time, your talents and all. But if you sow money, you're going to reap. You're not, if you sow, if you plant a seed of corn, yeah, what are you going to get in return? Okay. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm not in, I'm not into the seed faith. Don't get me wrong. Don't misquote me there. But I'm just saying that the the house of God has to be paid for by something. So you're 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 a you're an advocate of the Bible when it comes to saying uh, the ministries are supported through people giving absolutely unto the Lord. Absolutely. How else are they going to get? How else are they going to do it? That's exactly right. All right. Um, so okay. So first of all. Uh, Giving's not a bad thing, sowing's not a bad thing, but let's ask the question, what happens to the money that's been given? What is that for? What is it supposed to be used for in a church or in a ministry? I mean, that goes out to, uh, let's see, uh, helping feed the homeless. Okay. You can use that for outreaches, for other, other ministry purposes, stuff like that. Say you want to put on an event for the community to uh, help uh, show love to the community, bring them in. Hey, we're here for you to help support you. Um, so you will come to know who Jesus is. So you can use that money to 
help the community. Also, that money goes to help pay for the lights, the toilet yeah. paper, the water, and all that stuff. So know? churches have bills. Facts. Yeah, exactly. That you know they don't they don't get nothing's free. As a matter of fact, they treat churches. If you if you've ever ran a church, just so you guys know, they treat a church just like a business. Yes. You don't get no discount. No, or, uh, no absolutely not. As a matter of fact, um, if you are a business, let's just say for instance, our ministry here is in Mount Holly, and I have a. I, I also live in the same city. My residential water bill is lower mm. because mm-hmm. I'm residential. Just because you are considered commercial, a church is considered commercial. Your water bill is automatically higher. Business mm. tax. Yes, yeah, they charge businesses more. It's like I don't. I mean that. I don't think that's fair. Anyway, I think water should just cost water, water, water yeah. regardless if you're a business or what. But you still have bills, and so let's let's talk about that. Should that pay a salary of somebody who works full time at a church, like a administrator or a pastor or somebody that's on staff? Should that money go? To pay those salaries, or should those people work for free? I think they yeah. should be paid. I mean, okay, let let's let's look at it this way. People who say they shouldn't be paid honestly don't know really what it takes to go into a, running a full time right. ministry. Okay. A full time ministry. A lot of people think, oh. Pastor Shannon, you work just on Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah. I've heard that so many times. Yeah, I, I, so many times I've heard. I that. wish. Yeah. No, no, that's not. You, you got to think of everything that goes on operationally in a ministry. Um, that that can't just fall on the the senior pastor. It's, it has to trickle down somewhere. And we have an administrator, which happens to be my wife. For uh, if you're watching, hi, honey. Um, um, but, uh, you know, she puts in a lot of time, a lot of hours to all, all the behind the scenes, everything, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And, you know, um, if, if she wasn't here, she could be making tons of money somewhere else for her skill set. But, you know, she, she feels this is where God wants her to be and, um, uses her skill set for the kingdom. But. You know, well, I'm gonna play the other side of this, okay? okay? You know, there's a verse in Matthew 10, I believe it is, which says, "Freely you have received, freely give." Okay, right? right? So the gospel came to you free. Oh, well, why aren't you giving it back free? Are you the devil's advocate no, right no, now? No, I, I don't want that kind. I'm just, I'm just trying. <laughs> that to... sure sounds like it. <laughs> you know, all right. I've heard so that, okay, I've right. heard that. Well, you know, okay, all right. The the, the gospel is free. Right. The gospel is free. You know what? It costs Jesus everything. Mm. But for you, it is free. But I can tell you right now, uh, your pastor's not Jesus. Come on. Come on. You, the administrator's not Jesus. Right. You know, the Bible says that a laborer is worthy, worthy. of That's their right. hire. That's right. Preach what that. they're doing is worthy of compensation. Yep. And you know what? What would a church gain? Please tell me this. What would a church gain to have people that are doing work and and they receive absolutely no compensation and those people can't make it and everything is broken in their life. They don't have a house. They can't afford anything. Their children are running around and their snots running out their nose and they ain't got no shoes on. And well, I'm just serving the Lord. I'm just serving the Lord. Where do you work? I work down at this so-and-so church. Well, they don't pay me nothing, but I spend about you know forty hours a week down there. Tell me what. The, tell me how that would yeah. benefit God, benefit that person, and be a testimony. Please how tell me. How bad of a taste would that put in someone else's mouth? You mean tell me you work for the church and you you're you're broke and poor? You ain't got nothing. Yeah, what kind of God are you serving? Yeah, what? Yeah. Your I mean, God God, our God's a rich God. He's not broke. He's not busted and disgusted. That's right. He's have, he has abundance. That's right. And so, listen, you know, I am a pastor. I, I, I have an inside scoop on, on how this really works. And I can tell you that most people think I get paid a whole lot more than what I do. Yeah. And if they really knew, they might would actually send in a donation. <laughs> they might send in something to help this brother out because they'd say, my God, he's, he does all that for what he gets paid. You know what? I am not in it for the income. 
I'm in it for the outcome. Amen. Amen. Preach. And, you know, I have people that um, they make snide comments. They say things. I just want you to know, being a pastor is like a very fine line, guys. Mm -hmm. It's a very fine line for pastors. I just want you to know, I drove a beater for like two years. It, It had heat, no AC, right? Old Jeep. I still got it. I love that old Jeep. It only costs, you know, like $3,500, you know, mm-hmm. just, just an old Jeep. You know, I just wanted something to play around with. And so that's what I got. And do you know how many people said, that's the best you got, Pastor? <laughs> Man, you you can't afford anything nicer than that? I have people yeah. actually come at me because of that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's another final. I, you know what? Just, uh, what was it, a year ago, I, uh, I, I got a different car. I got a BMW. I got like a 10-year-old BMW. It costs less than your Ford. It costs less than your brand-new Chevrolet truck. <laughs> it costs less than your Nissan Sentra. I'm telling you. It, yeah, yeah it, very good deal. But but now I have people on the other end going, oh, my God. You, must, you must be taking m- up money and, and taking the money out of the offering for that. Are um, you crazy? Um, it was used. Yeah, it was, it was it's used. used. This is very used. It's got 150,000 miles on it. It's used. And so so there's a fine line. And so people will look at you in a, in a way, and you have, you're under scrutiny no matter what. I drive a beater. Oh, God, you know what? You're so poor, unsuccessful pastor. Look at you. And then if you, if you have a nice ride, a nice house, then you, oh, man, I hear it every time. Oh, you must be getting some good offerings down there. Yeah. Man, must, do you you think my pay changes with the offerings? You must be dumb. That's all I can say. If you think I'm like, ooh, we got extra this week, I get extra. Yeah. Ooh, we got less, I get less. No, Jack, I get the same. Yeah. It don't matter. <laughs> That's all I get. I get the same amount yeah. as what, just like you do at your job. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Well, I think the truth is, is, is in the middle. You got the extremes that it's – you know, it's Cadillacs, and if you sew into this, you get Rolexes, and you get uh, everybody's driving a Gulfstream, and then you got a, the other extreme is well, you need to be broke, meek, and mild. You know, and I don't. I think my personal opinion is the truth is in the middle. God, you know, there has to be a balance in you, this thing. You got, guys. Medium, yeah. If you're doing it for you know filthy lucre, you're not doing it for the right thing. Right, uh, and. If you're not seeking the Lord to help you provide for you, you're not doing it for the right things. So, you know, is God going to bless you? Yes, he is. If you're doing his will, I believe. Um, You know, I think some, you know, we get lumped in as pastors, uh, uh, you do, and and men of God, that we're all just out after to take your money. If one of them's bad. And one of them's, you know, doing it for the wrong reasons, and they're just doing it to gain, and they're just, you know, they're skimming money off. They're they're doing things just to get seeds of of payment in. Let me tell you something. We get lumped in with all of them. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We really do, and it's it's really sad. Now, you know what, Jesus, you know, Jesus, he had a stance basically that was you need to love God and you need to love your neighbor. Not you don't love money and you don't serve it. But you do need it. Yeah. When they needed money, right? He yeah. said, go catch the fish right. and get the money out of the fish's mouth, right? Yeah. So it took care. Money will meet a need. Right. Money is neither good nor bad. But I can tell you, we do need to stop and pay attention because there are those that are out there that we've seen them, you know, that they're out there, they're on TV or they're doing whatever. And, and they say stuff like this. If you will sow. A seed of forty nine ninety five tonight. Mm. I believe that God's gonna do blah 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 blah. Fill in the blank. If you will get this anointed cloth, your miracle's gonna be there. But you gotta sow a seed to get it, mm. right? I don't mm. believe you gotta pay a dime to, to receive something from God. Okay, no, man. not at all. Right. But I can tell you, if there's a good ministry out there that's really doing the work of God and you want to sow into it, sow into it. You're sowing unto the Lord. You're not giving it to them. That's right. They are they are helping bring people to Christ. They can't do that for free. They're helping see souls delivered. You can't do that for nothing. Go, go buy a tent. 
See how much that costs. Go yeah. rent a building to have a service in. See what that costs. Go do things for the kingdom. See what that. So a lot of y'all are being blessed by KTF Podcast. Guess what? That camera that you're watching this being recorded on, guess what? It wasn't for free. That's right. Facts. Somebody had to buy that thing. Somebody mm -hmm. had to pay for all this. Somebody had to put all this together and make it happen. And I just want you to know that it took resources. It took time and it took skills. That's right. And somebody either had to A, pay that or donate that to make that happen. Mm. And I, all three of those happened for this podcast to be doing Amen. what it's doing Amen. today. Amen. And you know what? There ain't nothing wrong with somebody having something. There's nothing wrong with the pastor or minister having something. But I do believe there's something wrong when somebody shifts the focus from souls and the kingdom of God and preaching Jesus to turning it around and preaching about money mm. all the Come time. On. It's That's all right. about money. It's Come all on. about sowing. It's all about yeah. this. And I want to say this, and we're going to read, I'm going to read several scriptures because the Bible does talk about it a lot. And, 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 and what we have here is ministries. Listen to me. I'm very against having large amounts of debt. Yeah. Especially for a ministry. Yeah. But there are so much pressure. Hear me. There's so much pressure upon pastors. When are we going to build, pastor? When are we going to do this, pastor? The church down the road, they done, they done, they built two years ago, and we're still here. They're, they're doing this over here. They're doing that. And this spirit of comparison has yeah. come upon the Amen. body of come Christ. On. Come on. And we think we got to be where everybody else is mm -hmm. in order to get there. Well, guess what? If you ain't got the money in the bank... You got to go borrow it. That's yeah. right. And so what happens, I'm just going to go ahead and be real honest with you. A lot of churches get in trouble when they go out and borrow a bunch of money and they get in debt. Mm -hmm. Right. And what then a, then the preacher's got to preach about it. And then yeah. good gospel oh, preaching man. ministers and pastors <clears throat> and churches, they turn into the money machine because they have to have it. Yeah. And if they yeah. don't get it, they're going to go under. Because you build a four, five, fit, six, seven, eight million dollar building, and guess what? You're gonna have a forty to fifty thousand dollar a month payment, mm. and you're listen. That means you better be taking in twenty thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars every week to pay all the bills, to take care of everything. And now your sole focus is we got to take up two offerings, three offerings a Sunday. Mm -hmm. We better talk about being good stewards and givers. We better talk about this, and that is what put a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah. So I am staunchly against going into great debt to do the work of God. Yeah. You know, I think, listen, they make fun of me. Like people make fun of me. Like even in Mormon church, they say I squeak when I walk because we don't spend money. <laughs> we do not spend money if we don't have to spend it, do we? No. We don't. We don't. We really don't. I Honestly, I would guarantee you this. I would say this, and I would even put this out there. I bet you we run our ministry off of one-fourth of what most churches run their ministries off of. Yeah. 25%. I would look at our budget and I'd say we probably spend one-fourth of what most churches that are in our size, in our category, would spend. And I'm proud well, of that because we yeah. want to be good stewards with what right. God has given us. Well, as your ministry grows, let's use that as an example. Okay, if we want to go from 200 to 400 you and elizabeth can't do it all that's true you gotta have help and you gotta pay that help yeah. and you know as you grow and you see you know it takes more money you know to run that's it oh you 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 want a mission you want a full-time youth pastor that costs money you exactly. want a full-time children's director that costs money you Worship want a full-time yeah you want all these all people costs pay it costs all that call you think everybody's doing it for free you know what i had a man he come up to me we had a, a festival we had some kind of thing in outreach <clears throat> guy come up that i knew he's part of our church he's like here is my so-and-so he's my friend he came in blah 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 you know the first question this guy asked me Hey, do you, do you work here full time? Yeah. Do you get paid? I thought, what an odd question. It is an odd question. What an odd question. I said, well, I, I mean, I get a salary. You know, I, I do work here full time. And, um, and you know, he said, well, my pastor don't get paid at all. My pastor works a secular job and he does this too. And I said, you know what? I did that for five years. I worked a secular job, and I pastored a church, and I about had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. 
Yeah. I said, I can tell you right now, I told God it's going to be one or the other. I can't do both. And I can tell you my focus and my time was able to be spent more on ministry stuff. Man, our church blossomed. It just grew. Our church tripled in that year, tripled in size in that one year. And guess what? Because somebody had the time to put into that and make everything count. Well, that, that's the he's on the line of that poverty gospel. You know, well, that, our preacher, don't he don't get paid. Why are you getting paid? Yeah. You know, you got to be doing this for free. Well, you know what? Then here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I'll go. I'll work a job. I can make a lot more money in the world. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I took a major pay cut to do this. But I can tell you right now, I'll do that. But don't call me for prayer mm. at 11 o'clock at night. Don't message me at home. Because I'm in a sleep. I got to get up and get to work in the morning. Do not try to get me to come and do your funeral at during the week for a come cousin's on. nephew's niece that I don't even yeah. know. Come on. Don't yeah. ask me to do yeah. none of that. Well, you know. Don't ask. And I'm, t- I'm, see, I'm serious. I know. Because you know what? Because I have, a, I have a life. I only have so many hours in the day, and I got some sanity. And you know what? If I'm working hard, I'm working eight to ten hours a day out in the world. Let me tell you something. I, I need to come home and give the rest of that time to my family. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you if you want your pastor to actually be rested and to be able to perform on a level that probably is going to be satisfactory to you, because most of the people that are like that anyway, they're like, oh, he better preach good, or he they better do this, or they better do. They're so demanding. Yeah. It's so ratchet. It's mm. terrible that the, the some of the attitudes and they would want they would want you to oh you 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 better stay over there and you got to do what I tell you to do those are the same people yeah. that want you poor they want you to not have anything they want you to stay broke but yet they want you to be there at their beck and call and you, you don't, it don't go that way and they and they'll be gone in a year that's right you know yeah. they hop they'll go, they're the same people to be here this you know 2 years from now and I've never realized it till I got here from Georgia, you know, uh, how many people just, this is the only, only thing in life that you can quit and not get in trouble over. Right. <laughs> you know, there, there's no repercussions. Yeah, that's right. But being a church member. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't like what, I don't like what you're wearing. I ain't got to come back. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's you, know right. you don't, you don't just quit your job cause you don't for whatever reason, you know, Yeah, that's true. And so, then, so we got we got a situation where we need to we need to find the balance here. Um, the Bible says, let's look at this. I want to go to First um, Timothy chapter six. I want to read this. It's nine. Uh, oh no no no. Let's go to five. Let's go to five. Let's go five through eleven. Is that all right? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. It says this. It says. Uh, Perverse disputings of men, corrupt minds, and destitute of truth. Supposing that gain is godliness. Destitute of truth, it says. Corrupt minds. That gain is godliness. That's the first sign right there of somebody that is is preaching a prosperity message, and they're just milking it, right? Oh, if you get more, you're more godly. Mm. Oh, if you got three cards instead of two, you're more holy. Yeah. You know? If you buy a bigger house, you're you're even more holy than you are before. Praise mm-hmm. God, you're you're a blessed saint of God. You know what? Just because you have, I know I know people that have a lot of stuff. They they they're nowhere close to God. Mm. You know, they're heathen. But um, it says, from such withdraw yourself. You need to withdraw yourself from people who truly are out just for gain. You know what? They're out there. We know it. Yeah. There are people out there. They preach for gain. They're there for gain. They're there to get something out of it. Mm. It says, but godliness with contentment, listen to that, is great gain. Godliness with contentment. What is contentment? I'm satisfied with where I'm at. I'm okay with where I'm at. I'm okay. You know, Paul said that he learned to be content in all things, right? I've Mm -hmm. had a little and I've had a lot. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's That's what that's talking about. I've had a little and I've had a lot. I've learned to be content. I was content when I had a lot. And I was content when I had a little. Yeah. Right? But at least I had something. Mm-hmm. And so there is a balance. And then it says, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Food and clothes, let us be content with that. It says, but they that will be rich 
fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, mm -hmm. which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. You say that one more time. For the love of money. Yeah. Money is not evil. That's right. Listen, I don't care if you got a pile of it sitting in your closet. Money is not evil. Money is not bad. Money is not good. Money is not holy. It's amoral. It doesn't have morals. It becomes whatever it will become in the hand of whoever holds it. That's right. Yep. Right? It'll. You, it, you can do good works with it. You can build an orphanage with the same stack of hundreds as you can buy dope with it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So so money is not evil and money is not good. The love of it. That word love there, yep. what does it mean? It means uh, avarice is the word. It's mm. in a translation, the word avarice. Avarice means extreme greed. That's yeah, what it means. Yeah. Extreme greed. So for the extreme greed of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So they've some have coveted after the money, and they have erred from the faith. Yeah, That means people are falling away from the faith because of money. Mm. Mm. You know what I think about? I think about ministries that start off well, they start off good, and they start to get successful, and things start happening for them. And then money, what well, they used to, you know, focus on the gospel. Now money has it's flowing in. Now, now the focus turns to, wow, we we got this and we got this, and they say, well, if we do this, we can get more and more, and it corrupts them. Yeah, it corrupts them, and they become greedy over money. Mm. Listen, if you if you want to be greedy over something, get greedy over over gains in heaven. Yeah. yeah. Over laying up treasures in heaven. Yeah. If you're going to have an, uh, an avarice for something, have an av avarice for godliness and prayer and righteousness. But money itself is not bad. And I want to make this statement. Listen, there are people out there that I believe have gifts that know how to make money. Yeah. yeah. They're blessed. Like, man, I just go out and I make money. I just get contracts. The Lord's favored them. And you know what? Praise God. Yeah. Because God does give gifts to men and how to do such things but we needed to correct that listen money is not evil money is not bad but when is money come become bad when it becomes your master mm. right when you serve the money and not god anymore let me ask you this question do you believe um i'll use my own life as an example i, I sold a company made a good bit of money but I wasn't ready for that wealth. Okay. I, in my stage of life, I thought I was. And when that money hit my account, Ooh. I, I was living large, you know. But but I'm going I'm to I'm I'm serve the Lord. It was my testimony. That's what I'm going to do. And little by little, pierced themselves through many sorrows. Little by little, them arrows come piercing, my, piercing me. And I fell back into temptation. Fell back into the world. And next thing you know, it was all gone. What what does money do? Money opens doors, don't it? It does. Good mm. doors, bad doors. You know what? If I got ten thousand dollars <coughs> in my pocket, man, I you know I go out here and get on a flight, go to Hawaii. Man, I can stay at the nicest places. I can eat at the nicest places. I could buy all the booze I want. I can buy all the drugs I want. I, it, there's nothing stopping me, yeah. right? What happens is is when you start to gain a huge amount of money. Nothing stops your if your desire is in there, if it's in there, that money is gonna fulfill it. Mm -hmm. That's why that's why that's why the Lord says like that God will give you the desires of your heart when you get saved. He'll give you the desire. Mm -hmm. That way when money flows in, you have a heart to actually do good with it and not evil. Mm -hmm. You know? If I got enough money to get on a yacht, sail anywhere in the world, I mean, what's stopping me from doing every wicked and evil thing that I can think of? Yeah. Money can get you anything in this life, but it can't get you eternal life. Mm. That's the truth. All right, so uh, let's look at another scripture. You got one over here, PBJ? Let's look at it. I did. Well, I wanted to talk about quickly uh, the poverty gospel. Oh, no, we're going to say you want to save that. Yeah, till we'll, the save, end? we'll save that then. Okay. You want to save that till the end? Yeah, we can save it till the end. Because that's the opposite of what we're okay. talking about. Yeah, we'll right. save it. Well, I got one I'll share yeah. with you uh, as far as the prosperity end of it. Psalms 35, 
27 says this at this tail end that let the lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant Ooh, ooh. so you know that's 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 a verse that a lot of these prosperity gospel preachers they stand on that god wants you to prosper you sow right here and we'll, we'll, you know and you know i'm I love the faith movement. I love the word of faith. I, you know, I, I love the old school preaching that that was born out of, but I think it went too far. I do you know, too. I think it went too far, and they's like, well, just name it, claim it, you know, all that, and seed faith spun off from that. And I don't think that was never the intention of, of the faith, you know, the charismatic movement. But I think some of them took it too far. Well, you know what? There are elements of that movement, and I look back on it, you know, and I think some of the good things that come out of it, right? Yeah. You know, look, the Holy Spirit, focus on the Holy Spirit, uh, learning about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit was a big part of that yeah. movement. Um, speaking positive things over your life. Yeah. You know, the Bible does say there's power of life and death in the That's tongue. That's right. And so I don't encourage people to, uh, you know, to speak death and curses. I, I if encourage a witch people. can speak a curse over you. That's right. Then you can speak blessings over you. Well, I, yep. I think a Christian can speak a curse, too. I mean, since we're on that topic for a second, you know. Oh, well, that's another podcast there. Yeah. But actually, um, I do believe in speaking positive. But let me tell you, the naming and claiming part of it got a little wonky. Um I'm just going to, I'm claiming a, a new house in Jesus' name. I'm claiming that house. I drive by the house every day. Listen, that house is not for sale. Yeah. Somebody lives in that house. I think sometimes. That's, that, that's, that's more like coveting to me. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, that's yeah. coveting. You know, I'm coveting what somebody else has. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Well, back then, a wife was like part of his possession, right? Don't covet what your neighbor has. Yeah, mm -hmm. I heard a, uh, when we were looking this up um, today, I found a quote. It says, we idolize the gift above the giver whenever it comes to that. You know, God God blesses us with so many things, and um, we tend to, you know what? God's given me this gift. Or I got this gift. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I, I got this good job. I got, I got, I got a house. I got, I got a house. I got a car. car. I got, you know, that's nothing. You that's didn't obtain stuff. that. You didn't yeah. obtain any of that. God gave you that. He is the giver. He gave you that gift, and we idolize the gift more than we do jesus at, at the end of all this you know it's like jesus it. at the like end of it. all of it it's jesus amen come on man the end of every bit of it no matter what the gift is it's jesus jesus provided god amen. provided the holy spirit provided for all of it it's jesus amen and that's that's what we got to look at if, if there's one thing you need to prosper in it's jesus you know you shared something yesterday in church about the uh, i am movement or Ooh. i am i am this i am that you you know I am nothing. That's exactly. I, I am crucified with Come Christ. On. Come you know? on, man! You know? I Crucifixion was the most painful, nastiest death there was, right? Yep. Yes. And that's what Paul tells us to do every day. Crucify your flesh you yourselves. Know, no, it's not glamorous. It's not wonderful. It's it's crucifixion. Yeah, I, I'm telling you right now. I, I watched a guy preach talking about tap into the I am that is in you. Uh, blah blah blah, and all like become a if, better you. Be 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 the best yeah, you. The best you you can be. About let me be tell the you best something. servant you can be. The Bible Christ. says that men's hearts are continually wicked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe there's no like the Bible. There's no good thing in the flesh. Every good and perfect Preach. gift comes from above. That is it. And so there's nothing good in you. Yeah, I don't believe there's good in me. Yeah, I believe if good comes through me. I believe it is of the hand of God. Amen. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it is the I am. That is him. <laughs> the I am told Moses, tell him I am sent That's you. That's right. That's, That's right. right. But let's let's look at uh let's look at Luke twelve, fifteen, since we're let's go to the New Testament. By the way, some of the richest men were uh in the Bible. Job was wealthy. Yeah. Abraham. Abraham was wealthy. Jacob. Isaac. Jacob, all of them were blessed and wealthy men. And God used that to help build a nation. Well, now here, as I was studying for this topic, that's that's old covenant. Yeah. And that's, that's not the new covenant. That wasn't Jesus. That's done away with when Jesus came on the scene. 
So Jesus did away with money. I, I'm just saying what what what's being said out there. You're the devil's advocate again. I ain't no devil, nothing. I <laughs> I'm just that label. I'm, I'm just, just using that word. <laughs> well, you know, money didn't go away. I mean, money's a different topic anyway. But money didn't go away just mm-hmm. because we got a new covenant. You still got bills. Guess what? Either we're going to be trading uh, stuff for stuff. Are you going to trade money for services or That's whatever right. it is? You're going to be doing something. But in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, it says, Take heed and beware of covetousness. Say that ten times fast. Mm-hmm. That's one of them words that gets you tongue-tied. Covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Amen. That's not where Amen. life is, guys. Amen. Life is in Christ. Life is in serving God. Listen, the Bible says if a man will lose his life, he'll find it. Mm. That means if you give up your life, deny yourself, fall before Jesus Christ, he'll give you a life. Amen. But if you find and try to keep your life, the Bible says you'll lose it. Because there is no life in possessions. Mm. You can gain all that the world has to gain, but if you lose your own soul, what have you gained? You know, it's nothing. Funny. Funny how your priorities change the further you walk with Christ gets. I used to desire the things the Joneses had next yeah. door, right? And I could keep up with them for the most part. But, you know, now, you know what my desires is as far as possessions? I want to get enough money where I can go to Pakistan. <laughs> I'm all, yes. You know, yes. I'm trying to raise money to go spread the gospel. Yeah. I people. just want to go to Pakistan. We do. Let me tell you something, You know, guys. it takes money yes. to do that. We're going. I've been hearing about Pakistan. <laughs> From these two, we're right going. here, we're going. Yeah, we're working it's, on. We're going for for months now, and so um, that they are desperate, desperate to go. If y'all to want Pakistan. to sow a seed of, <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord and mercy, Jesus. Yeah. So so you know what? Life is more than what you wear, what you eat. More than more than all those things. Life is about serving. That's right. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, it, it is to serve your neighbor, serve someone else. You know, there's no greater love than this, the Bible says, that a man would lay down his life for a friend. That's right. That's the Bible. And so with that being said, when we've we've just bounced back and forth on this a lot, right? Yeah. How much money should a pastor make? <coughs> How much money should somebody on TV make? How much money should these? How much money should should be in ministry? How much ministry salaries should there be, or should there not be? Should they work for free, and eat beanies and weenies? <laughs> Whatever uh, is able to bless the kingdom of God. Well, I kind of like that answer. Whatever it would be to be a blessing in the kingdom of God, yeah. that would honor the man. Mm-hmm. Who's doing the work? That's right, and yep. honor God. That's right, yep. right. It's not too much. It's not too little. But I'm going to dare to th- say I'm going to put you on the spot on a number because that's what everybody wants to know. What's a number? What's a number? B Mezzo, what's a number right now? What's a number for? Uh, well, I think it depends on the size of the church that the man, pastor has. So if you got ten people, you probably shouldn't be making a hundred thousand a year. I probably don't need to be making a hundred thousand. <laughs> now if you want to give me a hundred thousand, I could I, I imagine I could get it from ten to about twenty pretty quick. Let <laughs> 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 me do some reverse sewing there. No. There you go. Um so I believe as you know as as your ministry grows, the it, it takes more money to run things, you know? Um but should a pastor get a raise? Absolutely. Cost well, of, I need, does I your need, cost of living go up? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, Bi- Bidenomics uh, yeah. hits my house too. <laughs> oh, that don't include uh, groceries and gas. No. You know, let's leave that part yeah. out. Which where that's where I, I mean, you got you got a water bill, a power bill, and everything else too, right? Uh, yeah. But house then we payment, then we get into the whole groceries. you know the parsonage theory or not theory, but you know. Some some churches have parsonages, but with that though, with that, see, this is what I don't I don't like about parsonages. This is what I don't like. If, if you they, don't know what a parsonage is, before he continues, a parsonage for those that, I don't know, maybe you say I don't even know what it is. This is old old vintage. Yeah. Th- okay. So they used to build a church, <clears throat> but they would always build a church, and then somewhere on the land nearby the church, usually right beside the church, they would build a house. Mm-hmm. And whoever they hired to be the pastor there, they'd give them a small salary, and they'd say, "Oh, but the big win 
is you get to live in this house that we built for mm-hmm. free. We'll pay the bills and you get to live here for free. So that's what a parsonage is. Yeah. And continue. Okay. So with that, it's it's good. It's a blessing. You know, you got a roof over your head. You got a place to stay right there by the yeah. church. Uh, anything goes on, you're right there at the church. You're within walking distance, maybe short drive, whatever. What I don't like about it is they take a vote. They kick the pastor out. Where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? He don't, well, he ain't got a house. He go to another church. He's got another parsonage. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how quickly do how you quickly get? How quickly does that happen? How quickly I don't, do you line I, up I, another that's church? That's what I don't like yeah. about it. I, you I, can't do. You don't just say, "I'm gonna snap my fingers and drive to Georgia and get me a church." I mean, yeah, you just don't no. do that. that. That does not in in no world does that happen. Not even in the denominational world right. where they have all these churches, you know, yeah. and they're all connected. That doesn't even happen then. Like you gotta, I mean, you gotta rub elbows. You gotta be political. You, know, you gotta you gotta be in with that crowd. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. It's it's some crazy stuff. Man. I happen to agree with you 100%. This is why churches have left that model. Yeah. Because you had a pastor. Let's say he wasn't kicked out. Let's say he served for 35 years, and the man is 80 years old. Right. Yeah. And he's ready to retire. To retire, yeah. And he's handing it off to somebody else. Well, guess what? Uh, now now he don't have a place to live. He don't have a house. Mm-hmm. No he, one's going to give him a loan because he's mm-hmm. he's older exactly he's not gonna now, happen. now he's gonna rent a two-bedroom apartment for the rest of his life <coughs> or you, you know or you got this you got their housing paid for but you ain't got no salary a very small salary and you got a family of four you know you can't go on vacations you can't you know you, and people you know what i find you're just supposed to oh you're a man of god all you do is you just go open the short church every time we want to come in you open that door people are sometimes people are happy that their pastors are in that situation. I believe you're right. I believe there are people out there. They, they that like to see pastors. They like struggle. to see pastors <laughs> just barely no get by. And you know what? I that hurts my heart. No, no bless them. That hurts my heart. That's what you need to do. Bless them. You want? Do you want your pastor to be a blessing to you? Mm-hmm. Or do you want your pastor to be beholden to you? Mm. Oh, I, I need I need this. I have to have that. We don't have. I'm going to the board. But see, that's some of them. That's what they want. They want that power of the pastor. Mm-hmm. That's why churches went away from it. And they started going yeah. with um, housing allowances. It's going to cost the church the same amount of money to keep a house up as yeah. it does to give them uh, some kind of an allowance. And, and they can go buy their own house. Yeah. You know, and that makes way more sense. But but how much money should a pastor make? What what's a, what's a decent salary? What's not too much? What's too little? Twenty twenty three. I'm gonna go off of uh, my uh, my that youth pastor one I was talking about earlier. Just a youth pastor now, but I think that's a very it's a pretty good amount. That's more than I make. Um, I, by by the way, I'm 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 a volunteer. Just to throw that out there, <laughs> so that y'all don't think anyway. Um. I'm going to say he's 75. So you teach them youngins for free. Yes, I do. And I love it. Mm. And I love it. <laughs> That's right. Love it. Um, so you should think about blessing your youth pastors. Amen. You yes, know? you should. Yes, you should. Absolutely. They put up with the church should absolutely. Wild children for bless. four <laughs> hours a week. Everything. That's it. That's it. Mm. So you think your number is 75,000. I think, yeah, I think that'd be. 75,000 a year. Yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty good. Okay. All right, tell us. We want to know. We want to hear from you. What what you think? Uh, an, an, a salary, maybe an average salary. All right, be miserable. Well, I, I'm privy to some more information being on the board, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I would think. Um, I'd say. I mean, I, I know behind the scenes what goes on. So <coughs> I'm gonna say 100k for a church of a. You would you, you wouldn't be mad if your pastor made 100k a Absolutely year. not. No. You, you you wouldn't be like why why does he get that, why does he get that much money? You wouldn't act like that. No. <laughs> Would you? You'd be happy. Yes. John. <laughs> Where's you Mike? See, you should have seen his face. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know you can't. We you can't hear John, but we can see him. We're looking right at him. What do you think? What do you think a, a number? Sixty. Sixty thousand. That's a fair number. Yeah. A modest living amount. Mo- that is a modest living. I I would say. That I believe a, a a salary, depending on the church, depending on it, should be anywhere from fifty five thousand to seventy five thousand for an average modest church. Yeah, and that's my opinion. 
Now, I believe as the church grows, I believe you should take care of your pastor. Well, I mean, I think big, don't I? I like you. <laughs> hey, All that big, devil's advocate stuff's gone think, now. Think <laughs> big, dream big. Yeah. Um, we do serve. We we serve a good God. Hey, yeah, we do. We do serve a good God, and I want you to know, like. Um, you know, there are some good pastors out there. Not Absolutely. all of them are out here, no, that, uh, you know, slick-haired evangelists, you know, snake oil, cult, uh, just out to get money. You know, Not, not everybody on TV is out to get you either. Not right? everybody right. is, is right. out to destroy you. There they are some good ministries. Serve. There are some good ministries out there that are on the radio, that are on TV. Yeah, They're absolutely. teaching and preaching truth. And you know what? So into good churches. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. I want to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and say, is this a good place for me to sow? Absolutely. And he will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, should you be mad at your pastor if he or upset if the pastor's driving a Rolls Royce? And if he bought it with his salary, no. There you go. There you yeah, go. If he bought it with the salary, then why not? I mean, it could be used. <laughs> I, I I heard a pastor say one time, um, just so y'all know, all, if you see me rolling up in a nice car, don't be mad because I got a nice car. I wrote books, and my books sell, and I pay for my stuff from, from my book sales. Right. And I guess they're doing really well. I mean. Well, I hope they are. I it, mean, are you like, mad at Stephen King? Because he writes books. Nobody, Nobody's mad at Stephen King. Nobody's mad at... You know, the guys who was building bikes. Remember the guys that got Everybody's big? just mad at the preacher. Everybody's mad at the preacher Because he brings the word of God, and he brings the Holy Spirit brings conviction. So who do you take it out on? You take it out on the pastor. Take it out on Let's the pastor. Let's boil it down to what it is, folks. That's what, yeah. what you're mad about. The Holy Spirit gets you in check. If you're mad, if you're mad because uh, you're mad at a prosperity preacher because he's got something nice, um, then I want you to comment, like, why you're mad at him. Like what? Like why? And, and then the other question I would want to ask: Listen, there's a lot of cats out here, and I'm someone calling because it's nonchalant. There's a lot of cats out here preaching that I see what they're doing. I see them preach about their seventy-five thousand dollars watches they got on. Mm. I hear them preaching about their forty thousand square foot houses. I mm. see, I see, I see them talking about walking in buying whatever they want. They got one, not just one jet, but two jets. I see them out there doing this. I haven't sent them any money. That's right. No. <laughs> I'm not mad. I ain't either. I didn't. I didn't give them a dollar. <laughs> I'm smart enough not to give them any of my hard-earned money. That's exactly money. right. So wise why, up. Folks. Why would I? Why would I be mad at them if I didn't give them any money? Right. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Listen, if, if there's dummies out there giving them money. And they're buying a Rolls Royce and a Lamborghini, or they're selling pictures of their hands, come on, or pictures of their faces, and saying if you put it in your house, you'll be blessed. Mm. I mean, come on. But listen, I'm just going to tell you the reason why the body of Christ is in the situation that is in is because we got a large group of people who don't have discerning of spirits. Come on, because they don't have the Holy Ghost. Mm. Because they don't have no gifts of the Spirit, because they believe they all died, and that God don't give people gifts no more. <laughs> That's why we're in the mess we're in. If we had Holy Ghost filled, sanctified men and women in the pews that didn't act like Preach, a bunch of friend. little sheep, like they don't know anything, just I'm just gonna listen to everything that preacher says. Get in a Bible and read it for yourself, come on, man. Come on, man. This is why we need discerning of spirits. Be the man or woman of God for yourself. That's exactly right. You run around to all these people and you give all your money to all these people and you're still in the same situation because they're not teaching you how to be a Christian. They're teaching you how to depend on them. Mm. Listen, if somebody says you need me, then you don't. Mm. If somebody yeah. says you need to be, you need my ministry. You need my man. Let me tell you something. Run. Run. You need Jesus. Mm. That's what you need. You need Jesus. You Come need on. salvation, and yep. you need deliverance, and that's exactly what you need. Good mm-hmm. Gracious. And you know what? I'm tired of bad apples in the bunch making us look bad. Amen. Just lump us all in there with them. My God. <laughs> My God. Well, there are some ministries out here doing the kingdom's work. Yes. You know, yeah. that's our job. Bring kingdom heaven to earth. You know, and that's our, we're trying our very best. You know, and we it do takes that. money to do that. We do the live stream. 
Do you know how many people talk to me how blessed they are for that live stream? Yeah. Do you know that nobody has asked us if they could sew into the live stream budget? Mm-mm. Not one person. Hey, can we give money to help keep that live stream going because it really does bless me? Well, guess what? It ain't free to do that. Yeah. There's costs that come with everything. Man, I remember. But people, are, people receive blessings from it. I remember when people were mad when we first started live streaming. Like, why are y'all doing that? What are you live streaming for? Well, we're y'all trying, trying to, to reach big people. Time. We're trying to reach people. <laughs> Good great. Tell people I, about Jesus. I had somebody said, who you, who you trying to be, Joel Osteen? I said, that's the last person on earth I want to be. <laughs> Those were the Periscope days. My mm, God. Joel Osteen. You better come out. You better come with something more than that. <laughs> I ain't got a curly mullet. Mm, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. You're listening to the KTF podcast, by the way. <laughs> and we've got merchandise right here. Look at that. KTF podcast mug. No get holding yours. back. You can get yours today. But if you don't, it's still okay. Because we're still going to preach the gospel anyway. That's right. Isn't that right? That's right. Man, this has been a good podcast. I knew it would be. Yeah. How many people you think out there are mad right now? Several. <laughs> no. They mad because the pastor should make 100 k. <laughs> that B. Mizzle. I, I, I used to like him. I was following his page. He's done. I can imagine the comments. 100 k. 100 k. 100 k. Oh, my gosh. You know what? You Listen, you can't take money to heaven with you. Amen. No. So make some money and do some good with it. I just want to say, listen. I just want to be conduit. That's what I want to be. What if somebody rolled up to you today? Let's say, let's say you you don't make a hundred k, but they say, you know what? I will pay you a hundred k for what you're doing. Would you take it? Thank you, Lord. If you say yes, but you would be mad at a pastor or somebody in the ministry that makes that, then you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Come on. Because if you think what you're doing truly is more valuable than winning souls. Then you're deceived. What's your time worth? That's you know, really this, what it comes what, down to, what, honestly. What a man uh, shared with me about uh, doing some stuff on, you know, that take up a lot of my time, or I could pay some somebody else to do it. That's right. He's like, what's your time worth to you? You know? Yeah. Uh, well, do you, I don't know. Do I put a number on fifty dollars an hour? You know what? You know. At so, what point do you do you do the thing? Right. Do you go and spend two hours cutting your grass, or do you pay somebody $60 to do it? That's right. Mm. Uh, because is your time actually worth $100 an hour to you? Yeah. Or $80 an hour to you? Yeah. Absolutely. I, that, I take, I take uh, things down to the local place near my house um, to get the, the lady washes, dries them, and folds them, and I go pick them up in a day or so, and she does the laundry, and I pay her per pound. No, he does not have a maid service. No, 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 no. They have a laundromat. It's a laundromat. It's a coin mat. It's their business. And and so, but you know what? Because I think my time is is more valuable instead of standing in front of washer and dryer. Now, I don't do it all the time. I do it sometimes. Instead of standing in front of a washer and dryer Mm -hmm. for hours and hours and hours, I do stuff like this to be a a, a part of the ministry. Mm -hmm. See, this is what you don't understand. Actually, we're recording this. This is on a different night than you're watching it. Right? Yeah. So I'm spending time, and I don't know about you, but like right now, I'm just going to, it's 8.30 right now, and this is on a different night. Yeah. And so we're doing this, we're recording. We don't record one, we record several. So I'd rather spend time doing ministry, I'd rather be t- doing uh, prayer, I'd rather uh, be serving, I'd rather be studying and getting what I need from God to be in the ministry mm-hmm. than to be standing in front. So to me, sometimes I go and do that. And so, right. so that's that's a very very good well, analogy. Uh, you know, let's back that up. Okay, well it's eight thirty on a Monday night. How what time? How long did you get get to work this morning? Nine o'clock. Oh, this morning. After I, well, I drove my so son to Lenore and back. So after the three hour trip, I got here about nine thirty. Well, let's say o'clock. you worked eight hours. Now you're working another three tonight doing yeah. this. So you're putting in eleven hours today. Yeah. You know. But I should do that for free. No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that, I, sh- I shouldn't have. I should just resign right now and do it for free. <laughs> and then I'm going to sit on the corner out here in Mount Holly, and I'm going to ask for donations on the side of the road. And then y'all really would be mad. 
See, that's what I'm saying. There's there's no winning in this. There, there's this not. is what I want you to know. God is going to bless his people. God is going to provide for his people. Always. God's always going to do it. I have faith that God's going to take care of it. And you know what? The maddest people are the people that give nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those are always the most upset people. Yeah. You know, preachers are just in it for the money. How much money did he get out of you? Oh, well, I didn't give him any money. Then why are you so mad? (laughs) Why are you so mad? You know? So let's talk about poverty gospel for a second. What is the poverty gospel? Prosperity gospel. What is the prosperity gospel? Uh, Let me see. You want to know the definition? I want to know the (laughs) definition. I know you got it. Uh, It is a religious belief among some charismatic Christians. Oh, there we go again. Yeah. There we go. Lumped all in with everybody. Yeah. That financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for them. And that faith, positive speech, and donations to a religious organization will increase one's material wealth. Oh. That's the prosperity. So the end result Wikipedia. is material wealth. Yeah. Well, see, get, that's, that is. You give to get. Well, I'm just here to tell you. You can't preach that in Nigeria, Nicaragua. Yeah, come on. You can't on. preach that in the Philippines. You can't preach that in other countries. And it's not the gospel if you can't preach it on a missionary field. Mm, come on. You just can't do it. Yeah, that dog won't hunt. No, no, I don't. Try it. I promise to God, go out there and talk about sowing a seed to these people who are begging and need need food for their children. They're crying because their children need zapatos, mm-hmm. you know, for their, for their baby's feet. So don't, you know, you can't preach that. You can't preach that. That's not the true gospel. True gospel can be preached just throughout the whole world like the Bible says. What is the gospel? The gospel is Jesus Christ paid the price for the remission of your sins, that if you would believe in the gift that is Jesus Christ, you can have eternal life, that your sins can be cleansed and washed, your name can be written in the book of life, and that you could go to heaven and be redeemed when this life is over because your sin is no longer there. It is washed from you. That's what the gospel is. Mm accepting Jesus, believing in him, and confessing your sins before him. That is where the power is in the gospel. So what is a poverty gospel? Uh, the poverty gospel, uh, if I got it here. Is you, got it, it. Okay. you got it? So I got Go ahead. Okay. So the poverty gospel, what I have here is, uh says God wants you to be sick and poor. What? If you are healthy or wealthy, it is because you do not have enough faith <laughs> And or what? And or are in disobedience to God. That's the definition I got right here. God no, hang, on, hang to- on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We got hang on. <laughs> this is I can't even believe that. What? <laughs> Let's read that one more time, just a little bit slower. God wants you to be sick. Whoa! And God poor. wants you to be sick and poor. Yeah. All right, listen. I'm just going to tell you right now. Who, who come up with? If that? I ever get in a pulpit, I get up and I say, "God wanted you to be sick." Somebody come and drag me off that off that pulpit right there. there. Jesus. All right, and poor. God and wants poor. you to be poor. That. Yeah. That's sorry. That's just a sorry. This is, uh, being you, poor is holy. This is. Yeah. Was that, so uh, the other part of this, if you are healthy. Or wealthy, it is because you do not have enough faith and or are in disobedience to God. So if you're obedient to God, you'll get sick and poor. Yeah. It basically wants you to suffer in That's order just to be as bad, if not worse, than the prosperity gospel, guys. <laughs> that's what I said. It's somewhere in the middle. Right? It's, it's, it's terrible. It is way. That's way. What in the world? East and the West there. <laughs> nah. The other part, it says, God wants you to be sick so that you will learn to obey his word. So God, okay, all right, I've heard this. All right, in other words, God makes you sick to teach you lessons. Inflicts yeah. you. I don't believe that one bit. I believe affliction is of the devil. I believe sickness is of mm-hmm. the devil. I believe all rebellion and sin. I believe all that's of the devil. I think being poor, as in I cannot even feed my children, that is a curse. Mm. I believe that is a curse. I don't believe that is God whatsoever. No, God. And so I cannot believe that, that people actually believe this. And I guarantee you right now, if you believe this, Repent and get saved. Repent and get saved. And if you hear this being preached, repent, get saved, and run. Same for people that are that are using the gospel just to gain. Right? I want to read this right here, and I think I think we I think we kind of laid this out here. Uh, I think we've done an an awesome job at at preaching and teaching truth tonight. 
um, because the Bible says this in Titus. It Titus chapter 1, verse 10, it says this. It says, uh, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Who is that? That's the Jews. Jews, yeah. Yep. It says, Whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, what? Teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. What is filthy lucre? Right. That means they're preaching just for money. They're saying things just to get money. What's the difference between somebody that says, I'll prophesy for money, I'll preach just to get some money, mm-hmm. and the person that says, I'll give you a fortune for money, I'll read come your on. palm for money, I'll give you a, uh, yeah, uh, I'll a, be uh, your medium for money. What's the difference? There ain't no difference. No. There ain't no difference. Okay? It says, one of themselves, even a prophet of their own, uh, said the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Mm. Listen, if people are out here doing things just for filthy lucre, if they're teaching things they're not, subverting households, they must be stopped. And it says this. It says rebuke. Rebuke them sharply. Oh, people, that's, a, that's, that's, that's pretty precise there. Yeah. Right? That's that's a that's a I'm gonna look at you in your face and I'm gonna say, listen, you must stop speaking this. This is not right. Mm. This is not accurate. Okay. So any any final thoughts, guys, on uh, gain uh, gain being godliness. The more you have, the more godly you are. Type uh, mentality. Well, I just read this that the poverty that's just blowing my mind. But there, here's the verse that they stand on. Matthew nineteen twenty one. Jesus answered, oh. "If you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions, yeah. give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me." Oh, he was talking to that lawyer. <clears throat> yes, but <laughs> this is not telling you that to go go sell all your stuff and but go to the poorhouse, and then you'll be perfect. That's that's not what this scripture is saying at all. You, no. What was he trying to really tell this man? You really trust you in your riches. Money. That's what you. You trust in your riches. Exactly. Yeah. Because he done. He done said I done did all those things. Jesus. <laughs> me and you's on the same page on that. Oh, we're good. Yeah, me and you. And good. Jesus is like, I'm about to show you, you're not really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna show you that you need help. What's the problem? The problem is not here. You're not here in this world to gain possessions. That's really what it comes yes. down to. You don't worship possessions. You don't worship money. You don't worship things of this world. You worship God. And when your worship turns from God and it turns to things, that's when that is, that's idolatry. Uh, a person cannot serve two masters. They'll love one, hate the other. Mm-hmm. And that is this, that is scripture. And so we need, we need to know that God, there's a balance, right? And I believe the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into that balance. And when you see something off balance, you'll know it immediately. Mm-hmm. You'll know it immediately. Now, if John gets a jet because he's blessed in his business uh, practices and he's he's super wealthy, trust me, I'm riding on that jet. Yeah. I might even ask for a ride to go. So, John, I need to go so-and-so over here and across the country to preach. Can we use your jet? Yes, thank you. Amen. 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 Why can't he have a jet and let me use it for the gospel? Amen. Ain't no, eh, no reason why. I have no desire to own a jet. Right. I do have a desire to win souls. I do have a desire uh, to go and and b- become the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. And whatever means, that, whether it's through a camera, yeah. uh, in a car, uh, how come nobody's out here saying uh, condemning pastors for driving around in cars? Yeah, you should be riding bikes. You know, you know, nobody's condemning a pastor for driving around in a car. They may they may not like the kind of car, but everybody believe. Listen, I I I can't be walking twenty miles just to go down the road to go get something from the store. There's cars, and I need one. I'm gonna get one, and I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna use it for what I need and yeah. to accomplish a mission. Amen. You Amen. know, I, I met a pastor once. I think. I don't say we're friends, but I've met him a couple of times. And he has a jet. Yeah. And he has a ministry, very large ministry. I ain't, I ain't na- dropping any names. but We're not name dropping? No. But he has a ministry. If I tell you the two states that he has, you're going to know who it is. But okay, he, yeah. He dry, he, he, oh, I think I know. He flies from all the way across the country. And he'll do a, a Sunday morning service in the East Coast, and he'll fly out west and do a Sunday evening service in the west coast and people are getting saved people are getting delivered people are getting set free but he ha- he can't do that if he in a car 
or train. No. no. You know, so I mean, it, I'm not against anybody having anything if they're using it for the kingdom. I like that. You know? I like that. That's where my stance is. I like is. that. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, what if what if somebody gave me forty billion dollars? Well, I mean, what what if somebody wrote up just gave me this large sum of money? I hope you wouldn't quit preaching. Amen. You know, amen. That'd be my yeah. like like would that would that automatically mean I'm a bad person now? No. no. I mean, you're I mean what, what if the Holy Spirit told me to go buy a lottery ticket, and I bought it and it hit the jackpot? Yeah, hey. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um, well, let me tell you, something. if I won, I guarantee you somebody would receive money. I'm handing out million. I'm gonna hand out a million dollars this Sunday to every person that walks through the door. I guarantee you, somebody, everybody's rolling in. Well, you know, whether they whether they believe in me, they believe in the church, they believe in. Let me tell you, they're running in to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guess what? Hey, I don't been down that road of, of gambling uh, to gain. You know, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna use it, Lord, if you bless me. <laughs> if you bless me at this blackjack table. I swear I'll tie them. <laughs> Oh my yeah, goodness! It didn't work out too well. No, the house house always wins. The house does in, always in, win. In the yeah. end, you know, you may, you know, the Bible says, "Be wise stewards of your money." Well, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Go ahead. If somebody somebody won the lottery and they said, "We want to give this," uh, I, I want so much money I can't even use it all. I want to give millions to your church. Did we not we just say it, it was uh, neutral? We receive it. Oh, I, there were churches. I uh, use that money to bless people. About twenty years ago, there was a man who won the lottery. He, he he got like ten churches, and he called, and there was only like five of them that would receive the money. The rest of them said, "We can't take this money because uh, it was it was gained through um, through gambling." Where do you think some of your tithe money comes from? You think I could I'm use six thousand of it to get to Pakistan? I'm gone, bro. Facts. <laughs> If I showed up and I said, I'm going to pay y'all's ticket to Pakistan. Mm-hmm. We receive it. Would I you receive it? it? Yes, yes. I would. Because I know what's going to become of it. Yeah. You know? When I know if somebody came in here with $40 million and handed it to you, I know what's going to become of it because yeah. you're a wise steward of your money. Praise mm-hmm. God. Praise God. You know? Well, we all got to. I mean, that's what that's what God's called us to be, right? Mm-hmm. Just be wise. You know, I had a guy tell me one time, I'm very blessed multi-millionaire he said it's not about how much money you make it's about how much money you spend it's not about what you got coming in it's about what you got going out mm. you need to manage that and manage it well and then there was a multi-millionaire uh who owned a dealership that i know who had a statement he said if you watch your pennies your dollars will take care of themselves that's right and so money's not bad and so i think our mindset should change now i think there's some people out there that I believe they're doing it all for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I do, and they're and they're making the yeah. rest of us look bad. Exactly, and they're making you know, and it makes it harder on us. But you know what? We're not going to quit. Amen. We're not going to give up. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna run from the obligations and callings that God has put upon our life because somebody didn't like it or they think we're of this group. I want you to know we are not of every group. You cannot lump us into every preacher, every church, every denomination. Uh, you know, there's bad people everywhere That's right. in every group. And so you can't generalize. And so I don't think you should do that with uh, the Christian community as well. Right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. We're Team Jesus. All right. Team Jesus all the way. We love Jesus. And we do love you. Amen. Yeah. And I want to say this. Um, you know what? Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Amen. Yeah. You'll never go wrong if you truly ask the Holy Amen. Spirit sincerely. To lead you and guide you in all truth. Say, I don't know about this person. Ask the Holy Spirit. Seek the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. And so I want to appreciate you and thank you all. Aren't we happy that they Amen. spent some thank time you. with us? Thank you. Thank you for being here with us on the KTF podcast. We always are standing for truth, defending the faith, and I'm reminding you to keep the faith all the way to the finish line. God bless you guys. Praise God.